ഹിമ <laughs> the first verse i'm going to recite is from chapter 49 verse 10 innamal mu'minuna ikhwatun wa aslihu bayna akhawaykum wa taqullaha la'allakum turhamun the believers are brothers so make peace between your brothers and keep your duty to allah that mercy may be had on you the next is chapter 3 i will only read two verses but i will translate uh, the four which this is was 101 to 100 um, 102 to 
5 I will translate Ya ayyuhallazina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tumutunna illa wa antum muslimun waqafimu bihablillahi jami'an wa la tafarraqu wazkuru ni'matallahi alaykum iz kuntum aghda'an fa'allafa bayna khudubikum fa'asbahtum bini'matihi ikhwana wa kuntum ala shafa hufratim minan narifan kazakum minha kazalika yubayyinullahu lakum ayatihi la'allakum tahtadun O you who believe, keep your duty to Allah as it ought to be kept and die not unless you are Muslims. Notice one thing. It says, O you who believe so there is a difference between simply believing and being real Muslims as the Quran demands of us of the Holy Prophet and hold fast by the covenant of Allah all together and be not disunited and remember Allah's favor to you when you were enemies then he united your hearts so by his favor you became brethren and you were on the brink of a pit of fire then he saved you from it thus Allah makes clear to you his messages that you may be guided and uh, from among you there should be a party who invite to good and enjoin the right and forbid the wrong and these are they who are successful and be not like those who became divided and disagreed after clear arguments had come to them and for them is a grievous chastisement and the last one is chapter 21 verse 92 Surely your community is a single community. Ummatukum Ummatan Ummatan You are a single community and I am your Lord and serve me. I have recited these verses and it will probably take uh, two, maybe three khutbas to cover this topic. But uh, 
to uh, sorry sadakallahu aliyul azim and this topic came to mind when i saw a report and uh, let me let me before i go into the report let me read some hadith related to this as well the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam said three things are the best acts first treat people with equity and justice second to assist your co-religionist brethren as fellows and aid them financially and third to remember god under all conditions have you noticed something the first the best act is to treat people there is no mention of religion there is no mention of sect there is no mention of anything and that that the fact that this means humanity you can see from the second act assist your co-religionists as fellows and so this is biharal anwar volume 74 page 392 and then the holy prophet uh, said that he who begins his day without endeavoring for the improvement of muslims affairs is no muslim such emphasis did the holy quran and the holy prophet muhammad uh put on uh, muslims being united and helping each other but helping everyone as well to treat people with equity and justice doesn't say muslims that comes second and uh, these came to mind when i saw a report by war on want which said that israel was an apartheid state and i looked at the muslim press forget about the western press they mentioned it briefly in news items and then carried on but there was deafening silence from the muslim media from the muslim politicians from the muslim imams in support of their palestinian brothers and sisters who are going through such hard times as they have been since 1949 not only 1949 but since early days of the last century when the british took over palestine deafening silence and guess who has spoken up who has tried to make this report widely available the only community that has spoken out in support of the palestinian rights has been the lahore amdia community let us start by seeing what apartheid is it's uh, an african word african is the language used in south africa 
which means separateness. And uh, this is what was the, the, the expression, the word used to describe the, uh, the racial discrimination and the system of government, uh, etc. Uh, in uh, in South Africa until 1994, when it was dissolved. But even then, it was interesting that when the whole world condemned South Africa for apartheid on the basis of color, hardly anyone denounced Israel for apartheid on the basis of religion. But this report says the term apartheid is not only a reference to South Africa's former regime, it is used in international law to describe a category of regime defined in the United Nations International Convention on the suppression and punishment of the crime of apartheid, to which more than 100 states are a party. This definition was refined in Article 7 of the Rome Statute of International Criminal Court. And you know, you know something? The United States and Israel, they've refused to sign these protocols. Why is that, I wonder? The Rome Statute defines the crime of apartheid as inhumane acts committed in the context of an institutionalized regime of systematic oppression and domination by one racial group over any other racial group or groups and committed with the intention of maintaining that regime. So why is Israel an apartheid state? There is overwhelming evidence that the system instituted by the Israeli governments against the Palestinian people meets this definition that I just read out, this definition by United Nations. In effect, Israel and the occupied Palestinian territory constitutes one territorial unit under full Israeli control. So from the Mediterranean to River Jordan, that is all Israel. And from the North Lebanon, part of which has been occupied by Israel, Syria, part of which has been occupied and made a part of Israel, down to Gaza. Israel and occupied Palestinian territory constitute one territorial unit under full Israeli control. Palestinians constitute around half of the total population that is in Israel and the occupied territories. Yet under Israeli law and in practice, Jewish Israelis and almost every aspect of life Housing, education, health, employment, family life, residence, freedom of movement. Talking about health, you remember when Israelis said 
that Jews will be vaccinated first and they're not going to vaccinate Muslims or Arabs. Dozens of Israeli laws and policies institutionalize this prevailing system of racial discrimination and domination by the Jews. Segregation is carried out by implementing separate legal regimes for Jewish Israelis and, Palestini and Palestinians living in the same area. In the occupied West Bank, Jewish Israeli settlers living in illegal settlements are governed by Israeli civil law, while Palestinians living in the same area on the West Bank of, of Jordan. What law applies to them? Military law. The Jews are living in illegal settlements. Civilian law applies to them. Palestinians are lawfully there in their villages and towns and so on. But military law applies to them. In Israel itself, forget about the occupied territory, there is no Israeli nationality which everyone shares as citizens. Whether you're a Jew or a non-Jew, you live in that state, so you're Israeli. That concept doesn't exist. Rather, citizens are divided into categories of Jewish, which affords them a set of rights and privileges above the other categories, or Arab, with comparatively restricted rights and privileges. This is never brought up in, in, in uh, general in newspapers and so on. This separation was enforced when Israel passed the national state law in 2018, essentially codifying decades of discrimination and enshrining two classes of citizens in law. No one screamed in the West. No one screamed in the Muslim world. And then we blame others for the state of affairs that we find ourselves in. Israel carries out acts that are prohibited by the UN Apartheid Convention. Forcible transfer of Palestinians to make way for illegal Israeli settlements. Preventing Palestinians from returning to their, to their homes and lands, including millions of refugees living in exile. Systematic and severe deprivation of fundamental human rights of Palestinians based on their identity, based on their racial identity. Denying Palestinians their right to freedom, to freedom of movement and residence 
especially but not limited to um, but not limited to Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. Now listen to this: murder, torture, unlawful imprisonment, and other severe deprivation of physical liberty. The whole of occupied Palestine appears to be an example of one of the Nazis concentration camps. With the exception that Palestinians are shot to death and they are not forced to go into gas chambers. <coughs> we are told and there were heinous crimes committed by the Nazis. But I asked the world, what about the crimes against Palestinians that are being committed? The governments in the West talk about freedom of expression and the right of anyone to choose to live where they want to, to own a home, to education, to employment. Where are these rights for the Palestinians, for the Arabs? The world remained silent when Israel said, we are going to vaccinate the Jews. Let the Arabs die. They want them to die so that they become a minority in their own land. It seems odd to me that European and American and Russian Jews, remember we are talk, not talking about inhabitants of Palestine itself, who migrated to Palestine how long ago, since the First World War. But in numbers after the Second World War, from 1947 onwards. Everyone argues that they have a right to occupy and live in that state called Israel. But those who've been displaced, those who've been displaced, the Palestinian Arabs, no one argues for them. What about their rights? to live in the land that the, they and their ancestors occupied for thousands of years. These Johnny-come-latelys, they have a right to live in Israel. But these people who lived there in Palestine for thousands of years, they don't have that right. People say, shame on the world, but I say, shame on Muslims. Why should the world care about you and do anything for you when you yourself are not prepared to look after your own interest, to look after your brethren? 
I'm setting the ground for uh, the last khutbah, which will probably be the second or the third khutbah. So this is an introduction. Barat Allahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'ani lazim wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum bil ayat wa zikril hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun barrautur rahim. اللهم صلي على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى آل ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى آل ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منه واخذل من خزل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منه عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وهو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون ready allahu akbar allahu akbar ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah hayyal salah hayyal falah qad qamat salat qad qamat salat العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهتنا الطراف المستقيم فراط الذين أنأمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم 
ಅಕ್ಬರ್
Thank you for joining us for our Friday service. We'll continue with this topic, as I said, the next week and perhaps the week after as well. And uh, please, in our prayers, pray for Muslims to unite together and look after their own interest and stop blaming others for exploiting them or not looking after their interest. With the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, goodbye.